I've been waiting for this all day. You guys post cool things about people listening to us and it's getting positive emotional traction. And he's addicted. He finally bit, has yeah. positive emotional. Oh yeah. <laughs> Other human beings I don't directly know like something that I work on. Yeah, no, it's this awesome. is like uh, it like and it was funny because it was such like a throwaway comment, and I'm like, my god. Hey John, what podcast you listening to? I'm dying inside. Please, has <laughs> anybody watched dear any God, good I'm movies dying. lately? <laughs> They're killing me. Uh, good show. We've been watching Midnight Mass. Oh yeah, John, I will fill the dead air. <laughs> They'll leave it, and I'll talk. There's no more dead air. We're all here. Please. <laughs> True, we're all here. I suppose we could actually pop in and... My pain is real. For the love of God. We got we got some leveling up to talk about, too. Yeah, we do. Because I still haven't actually done it. So, let's properly kick this episode off now that we've been recording for like 25 minutes. For those of you who are just joining us or might have just left... We are in absentia. We are an actual play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast that record live on Twitch every Friday night at 8.30, approximately. And tonight, we are going to be playing episode 21 of In Absentia. If you like tonight's content, please consider giving us a follow on Twitch if you're watching on Twitch. Or... Subscribe to our RSS feed to continue to receive new updates whenever a new episode comes out. And just give us the love and support if you like what you're hearing. Share it with friends. Share it with family. Um, You could even just steal their phone and hit subscribe. Um, I'm not advocating theft, but borrowing for just a moment and hitting that subscribe button works for me too. I'm Steve. I'm the GM this evening. Above me is John. They're killing me. Please help. Please send help. I play a tabaxi wizard named Quill. Please send help. And Anne. Hi, I'm Anne. I play the Kenku Rogue. And I just want people to let me love them. That was horrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Happy October. (laughs) For our our listeners that are not watching the stream, a ghostly apparition ninja rolled behind Anne. <laughs> a a waif of a child that my child stepped right out of the ring into reality who told me we were playing phasmophobia <laughs> my child i love him uh so uh best part is is when he was a very small child the ring had like just come out was coming out no, it had come out and I was watching it again and he thought the funniest thing was to make the noise that the, the child made. The, uh, but he would come up behind people and do it. And it was the funniest thing in the world. Anyway, I'm Anne. I play the Kenku Rogue and I just want people to let me love them. And then we have Mark. I'm Mark. I play the Dragonborn Sorcerer Sigrid who apparently... We'll find out somehow. Had a run in with the Fae at some point. Because that's how I chose to level up. 
there would be opportunity for that. Ooh, I'll do that one. That All right. So, that you would teach who yeah. wants to do the recap this week? Probably not Anne because she's okay. So last week uh, we started with uh, we had just killed a beast. We have no idea what it was, uh, but we killed it and skinned it and just kind of role played getting the the parts of this giant animal, thirty foot animal, back to camp. Um, a bath was drawn for us, and we all kind of fell asleep in this bath, just kind of relaxing. Uh, it had like, you know, oils and stuff added to it. It's very lavish and it got a little in my head, at least a little dicey for a sec. Cause all of a sudden we woke up, not in the bath that we fell asleep in, uh, but we were still in camp and all was good. And Karika was packing the ca- canoes to go down river. And we had a big discussion about, do we take the river towards Bridgeton or we take the road and uh, Zigrit heavily leaned towards like one indigo to the road and revealed that uh, he's searching for his parents officially revealed that to the party so um there was some other things that happened in between there i think quill and Zigrit got attacked by some giant swarms of flies uh story did some rogue stuff story yelled at quill for giving away things money and good. Yeah. It's true. Turns out Quill's a little generous. A, a little magnanimous. Yeah. Yeah. And a freaking noble. Is it generosity or is it he doesn't know the value of a dollar to those that have not? Uh it's it's magnanimity. Like it's magnanimity. Oh my god. Magnanimity. Mag words. I'm magnanimous. Also, on their walking around. Story learned about True Strike because instead of like in the bath when we were all falling asleep and she was like, what's this? Um, She's a toddler. Like y'all just have to. Um, So she does actually understand her spell True Strike and Quill taught her Mage Hand and is going to regret that. No way this could go wrong. No, no. Uh, so we have leveled up and I have gained yet another spell. Uh, and I still haven't, like, unlocked all of mine. But, you know, Ziggurat should totally teach uh, shield. Ziggurat might teach shield. I, Quill, also, Quill also has shield. But you don't want to hog all the teachy. Yeah, we, we need to spread this teaching out. Uh, Quill leveling up to four. I did not take an ability score improvement. Uh, I am working on a feat. It is a service animal feat. It is not 100% done. Because that requires a lot of thought. Some input that we had planned on doing. My good, good face spirit familiar Rava is, uh, is my service animal. And that is uh, that's basically what I, I really get when I level up. I mean, I get some spells, but as we've already discussed, that becomes complicated and, and takes a lot more work than I'm putting in right now. Yeah. All right. And then who remembers how we ended our episode? We ended our episode on the road. Yeah, I think we had gone four days of travel. Yes, we had gone about four right. days of travel. And then you guys had made camp. Something had gotten caught in our bear trap. There we go. Right. Yes. Yeah, there was a loud noise in Ziggurat's bear trap. 
uh, as everybody had long rested. And I'm assuming during that long rest, uh, got leveled up. I'm uh, I'm beginning to believe that we're probably going to feel bad about this poor animal that has been caught in our bear trap. We'll see. Uh, why would you ever think that, John? Also, I mean, it is October. It is officially spooky month. So I assume that things will trend towards that for these uh, four weeks of sessions. Yeah, I I haven't like really eased into uh, what I plan on doing for for a spooky month, but there is plans. Uh, remember, in the Victorian times, uh, spooky month was in fact December. Hmm. I'm all for double spooky month. Yeah. Like spooky time. September 1st to January 1st. I'm fine with it. And my birthday is in November. So spooky month. Okay. So yes, in the middle, I think it was actually early watch, right? Like early morning. Ziggret had taken last watch. So wee hours of the morning, everyone's sleeping, and then this inhuman squeal rings out in the night in this pre-dawn time. It's kind of mist rolling up off of the fields out in the darkness, or the dimness, I guess, technically. Out in the tall grass, you just hear this squeal and that clack. Of the trap going shut. Uh, before I go check, I do my prestidigitation. I cast it into, because we have tents now, instead of just sleeping bags under the stars. Uh, I cast it into um, Quill and Story's tents, just to kind of fizzle, just to, not like a loud pop, so as to scare them like I did last time, but just a <laughs> sparkler sound in their tents. Wake them up, and then I go over and check it out. So yeah, if I wake up, I, I hop and go to where the, the dragon's scrambling. I will also wake up more sluggishly. <laughs> cool. So, immediately, you're all jolted, and the squealing doesn't stop. And you hear a lot of thrashing around, and this tall grass out in the field is just whipping back and forth. And you see this hunched over back that's just thrashing around. And then every so often you see a cloven hoof whips up over the tall grass. And this tall grass, when I say tall, it's not like, you know, a foot or two. It's not like lawn grass. We're talking like field of wheat. So solid three foot, four foot tall. So like waist height for secret. Uh, yeah, a uh, story would hide right in that grass and try to get close enough to see what's going on. Ziggur's probably got a good, I don't know the distance, but probably covers the distance before I would imagine Story and Quill have a chance to even get into the grass. Ziggur, like, as I was running into the grass, I cast the spell over that way because I think I get about 30 feet or 10, 10 feet. And but you're not hard to miss which direction. No, I'm not hard going, to miss. So, yeah. And I'm not trying to be sneaky. I'm, I'm like kind of bull rushing towards the trap. And to me being, having been in the wild, you know, I'm approaching it as a hunter would approach a 
game in his trap. That's more of how I like. So not stealthily at all. Uh, yeah. Story would be totally stealthily. There's something making noise. The dragon is running towards it. She's trying to be stealth in the in the grass. Give me your stealth roll, please. Twenty. Not natural. Quiet as a whisper. You're not even shaking the top blades of grass or wheat um, as you go through, and you you get closer and closer and. You just get glances of this enormous boar. And it is squealing and screaming and thrashing around with this trap on its uh, front hoof. Assuming Ziggurat would get there first, I would see the boar and immediately reach out and try to shock and grasp it with my new toy of a cantrip. You want me to roll for that? Yes, please. 18. 18. That is a hit. Uh, four damage. And it makes an angry squeal. Give it a little, little run burn. And then stops thrashing around for just a moment and stares at you with just kind of dull reddish eyes. Okay, so I'm going to take that moment that it stops and Ziggurat attacked it, so I'm going to attack it uh, with my crossbow. Real quick before you do, I forgot, because I don't think we rolled for this last time. Oh. It needs to succeed on a DC 13 saving throw or it takes some damage uh, from from the hunting trap specifically. Uh, And that is a failure. Okay, uh, I'm just going to roll my D4. Three, three more damage from the trap. Okay, I just wanted to add that on there. All right. We ready for my crossbow bolt? Yep. Yeah, I'm showing it off. Showing it off. Coolest thing. As well you should. But now I have to do math. 15? 8 plus 7, 15? 15 is a hit. Cool. For all the mucking about, that was probably not worth it. 11 damage. Call that our surprise round. So now we need to roll for initiative. We actually should have done that before to do our order of operation. I'm also going to... Whistle? Would we have thought to set up a we're under attack whistle from me? I imagine that in your travels, you probably would have worked something out. Okay, so I'm going to write down... We're going to put I mean, that... None of you are incredibly unintelligent, and you've been traveling together now for... That's what I was thinking, so I'm going to put it in my notes here. And been through several battles. That I have an attack whistle, and I'm going to whistle that so that Quill will know. Okay, so what's our initiative look like, guys? Oh, I should do that. Quill is at a 12. 12? Natural 20 for a 25. Okay. A 10 for Ziggurat. Damn. 25? Are you kidding me? With a natural 20, yeah. Oh my god. I roll like shit. Alright, Story. You are up. Uh, is it still going? Still alive? Yeah. Okay. So what I'm going to do, now that I understand True Strike, and that casting a spell is an action, yep. correct? Which means I won't be able to attack. Unless, unless it specifically says the spell is a bonus action. Yes, because some are. One action. You can't adventure. Yep. So I'm going to cast... 
Okay. It says actions in bonus actions. Under bonus actions, it says actions in combat. Two weapon fighting. That would. I have no idea. What yeah, anybody about. can technically two weapon fight. Um, whether you're proficient or not is a question. But you just have to have two weapons equipped. So two weapon fighting mm-hmm. means that as a bonus action, you can hit with your second weapon. Okay. But I believe unless you're proficient, you. I think unless you're ambidextrous, you take it's either disadvantage in fifth edition or. Yeah, I think it's disadvantage in five. Yeah. I'd have to double check that, but, but yeah, everybody can stab things with both their hands. It's it's pretty okay. And it's that you don't add your proficiency modifier to the attack, uh, unless it's a negative proficiency modifier, and it has to be light weapons. Like the the category has to say light. So if I were to want okay. to cast true strike with my action. And then hit it with my dagger plus one for my bonus action. I can't. No, it, it, ha- okay. it has to be your main attack has to be a weapon attack. So I had to. Okay. 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 Unless you have battle major, there, there is like technically feats and stuff that would. Yeah. That lets you kind of fuss around with that. Well, if I'm asking this question, I probably didn't think to take that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what I'm going to do instead, because I don't, it's a pig. I am going to hit it. I'm going to run up and hit it with my dagger plus one, because I haven't used it yet. Hey. 22. That is definitely a hit. Would that, because I, I'm coming out of being hidden. Ooh. That actually doesn't matter, because I'm also in melee weapon, me- melee range with it. Because if, if an ally is in melee... So I also get sneak attack. Yes, you can sneak attack if an ally is in melee. Yeah. So seven plus nine. Sixteen damage. Oof. See, you got to talk me through it, but I can get some nice numbers. (laughs) Just a little bit of hand-holding, a lot of damage. It's great. It goes down in a hot quivering lump of pig meat. Well, <sighs> looks like breakfast, folks. Yeah, let's just say it's a good thing you got that sneak damage in on it. Or it'd still be around. And if it had gotten to its turn, it hits hard. It, it feels like most of the rogue is kill it before it can hit me. Yeah, that's absolutely fair. Yeah, I like it. Nice job, Story. Quill's still assuming that combat's active because he heard the whistle. So he, like, with Rava in between his ears, just like, it's about to get real fast, uh, little one. And uh, Quill uses feline agility, so he doubles his movement speed and just, like, basically bull rushes from where he is into this section. Uh, probably not too gracefully or elegant because Rava Rava has not been used in this method to like guide him yet. So it's definitely not the most elegant thing moving really fast. Probably runs up on Ziggurat on one knee field dressing the board. (laughs) I mean, I imagine he wouldn't be quite that in six seconds. True. True. Probably just pulling my, like on one knee with my hand on my hip, taking my knife out. Yeah, like like a cat-like blur 
Skull just pulls up, hand extended, ready for a, a ray of frost. Listens for that brief moment. It's it's done, isn't it? Uh, well, story made quick work, and uh, battle turned into bacon. That's pretty good. That sounds nice. I'll make sure that's the first cut. So start to cut into the the boar. Story will take that and extend it out to uh to Quill, expecting the unseen servant to know how to to make bacon. I'll uh, I'll get started on our our chef then for the morning. <laughs> Hands it just to the left of Quill, waiting. <laughs> so ten minutes later. <laughs> the bacon is lifted free. Can you all do a perception check, please? Absolutely. A solid 12. See, now, I rolled a 10, but my passive is 19. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm full on in that ritual cast of Unseen Servant. I got a 6. Okay, so story. You hear some snorting out in the tall grass. I stealth off and go look for it. <laughs> Ziggurat is assuming everybody's watching him and says, see, what you have to do is once you get under here, you start to pull the skin back first. And that's when you have access to the meat when you take the skin off like this. And then you can get to the back straps here. And here's your bacon. The story? Aquila. Quill is full-on Doctor Stranging, just, like, making motions in the air and not paying attention. Story. Um, let's sit back and set that down. Just talk to myself now. So, do I need to do another stealth? Yes. Oh, ten. As you're stealthing through the tall grass, in this thick layer of, uh, of dead grass that's kind of laying in a mat, Underneath the living grass, you hear a twig snap. And the grunting stops for just a second. All of you start to hear squealing again. Babies, we killed mom. Uh, Quill? Quill? There's more. All right, everybody roll for initiative. Well, I, yeah, let's roll for initiative. It's technically 24. Well, 11. Damn story. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's it's story. <laughs> it's the rest of the world, and then and then where normal initiative goes. <laughs> uh, what did Ziggy get? Eleven or twelve? Sorry, Quill got eleven. Basically the same role. Will's only slightly paying more attention because he's actually in this plane with his mind right now. <laughs> I gotta. Cigarette's just disappointed because he knows that Story would love to learn this. Kind of tell my unseen servant how it needs to prepare my bacon this morning. It's it's an important task. Crispy around the edges. Crispy around the edges. Kind of soft in the center. Story, you go, you react first. So yeah, I try to go see. Okay, are you going to just move uh, straight towards the sound? Yeah. With, like, common sense, not just, like, try to find out what it is. Yeah, as you're moving through this thick, tall grass, you see a normal-sized boar right in front of you. Awesome. So it's not a baby. 
not a baby. This is a full-sized boar, just not huge like the other one. All right. I'm going to hit it in the face with a crossbow. Does it see me yet? Yes, it appears to know where you are. Oh, dang. Okay. 14? That is a hit. Six damage. And then, what is the dash? Get that free movement. I was going to say, and then I'm going to go back to the guys as fast as I can. I can dash with my cunning action. Okay. And I'm going to, if I can, under attack whistle. That's going to be really useful. We need to sit down and think of other whistles that we would develop together as a team. It's true. I like this idea. We, we may have we may have found a way to cheat. It's fantastic. It's, it's not really cheating. It's proper planning. It is. And as the bolt from the crossbow hits the board, it lets out a loud squeal again. A little quieter than the big one. But in response, you hear very angry squealing and grunting. And another boar charges in from the side. Right after a high-stepping, running bird. You can almost hear her go, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit! I've drawn the ire of normal-sized pigs. I'm not normal size. That's true. Uh, does an 18 hit? Me? Yes. Uh, yeah, because we've literally not had a chance for somebody to teach me how to react. And blah, 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 blah. So yeah, it hits. Okay, you need to do a strength saving throw. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, that's a five. And you are knocked prone. Oh, And you are going to take... Do I want to use my fancy dice? Sorry. I am prone. It's a... Uh, it, is, it is not the pig you see in front of you that hits you. It's the pig that comes in <laughs> from the side. Clever gale. <laughs> Clever gale. Uh, you're going to take five damage. <sighs> this just means I have to use half my speed to get up, right? As an action. Yes. And while you are prone, uh, attacks against you in melee range have advantage. Ew, not okay. But ranged has disadvantage while you're prone. So watch out for those flying boar tusks. <laughs> Don't give him ideas. New creature idea. The concept of a normal-sized pig implies alternate-sized <laughs> pigs. So at some point there is grande pig. <laughs> Then the boar that you hit with the bolt turns towards you and attacks. Does a five hit? Who, who is it hitting? You. Did you? Is, is that supposed to be at advantage because I'm prone? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just shot myself in the foot. Uh, but no, a five doesn't hit. So. Just barely, we'll say he's, he's in such pain 
from this bolt in his shoulder that that it just tries to tusk you. Do I get an opportunity attack? Yeah. Oh, it didn't root yeah, out of my reach. Definitely not prone, I don't believe. And I can't I haven't learned shield yet. Correct. Doesn't matter because it didn't hit me anyway. That's fine. Vigrit. All of a sudden, charging out of the grass, you see a full-sized boar. <laughs> I'm like looking through the grass. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, I'll hear him. Oh, I'll hear him. <laughs> Does a... So are we at one or two? There's two by story. A third... A... There's a... F- well, there's a fourth one attacking me then. And one dead one. Including the dead one. There's a dead, gigantic boar. And then a additional boar okay. that is charging Ziggurat. Four total. So two total. Four total. Corpse and alive. A dead big one and three normal sized ones. So far. Four total. Okay. We have to get you maps. Yeah, that was going to be my af- my like three hours leading up to tonight and that did not happen. Yeah, that's a whole thing. Does a 20 hit your AC, sir? It does. Not enough. Uh, it's even too big for me to use shields. So, yeah. And then could you please do a strength saving throw? Oh, three. Secret's definitely caught off guard. This boar comes from behind. You are knocked prone. <laughs> <laughs> you are gonna take Ah, uh, my knee <laughs> uh seven damage Ooh, you also have disadvantage when you do an attack roll while you're prone rockin it's up to you quill whoa yeah whoa whoa i'm before quill i think in this round oh Yes, it would be Ziggurat's turn. All right, so like getting hit like that, I use my action to or my my maneuver to get up, and uh, shaking it off. How far is it engaged with me still? It is engaged it? with you currently. Yep. Okay. Uh, right. Uh, focus in. And I cast Frostbite on it. Um, just kind of like taking my, my thematically taking my breath weapon and just focusing it into a spell that's different than my breath weapon. And it needs to make a Constitution 14 saving throw. Okay. Oh, thank God. Uh, 20. Okay, it succeeds and nothing happens. Okay. That's my turn. And then it is Quill's turn. And yeah, Rava would have alerted you to this angry pig uh, knocking Ziggurat down basically right in front of you. Quill is like quickly in his mind. He Rava assess in a kind of like, (laughs) tell me, tell me the dangers, Rava. And he's going to quickly turn and, since there is a pig very close by, throw out uh, 
yeah, a ray of frost at it. I think is probably the uh, the way he'll go. Or not uh, a six. Ooh. Yeah, that is a miss. <laughs> Caught off guard as he is. Uh, Quill will will kind of stumble because he was in a sitting position. Quill will stumble to his feet, prepared for battle. Prepared for battle. Top of the round, we'd go back to story. Can I have two on me? Mm-hmm. Ew. And one has a bolt sticking out of it. I am going to... I'm going to hit it with another crossbow. Bolt. Okay. Or is it on me, on me? Let's see. So you would have to, you're attacking the one that had the bolt in it? Yeah. Yes. So the one with the bolt in um, is engaged with you right now. Okay. So I'm going to get up and hit it with my dagger. Okay. 14. That is a hit. 10 damage. You slash at it or stab at it and blood gushes from its neck and it goes down hard. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Another question. Since I hit it with a weapon, can I now use another hand and my bonus action to hit it with another dagger? The other one. Uh, Did you have another dagger out and prepared? Probably not, because if I have the crossbow bolt, if if I hit it with the crossbow, it didn't actually stay. Yeah. I was going to say, if you hit it last turn with the crossbow, we didn't actually state that we pulled the other dagger out. Because you'd have to drop it, in the, which I think is a free action, and then you could have drawn the other one. But yeah. the di- Yeah, that's the difference between put away get one free action like that, where you can draw a weapon for free, but in order to like t- put your weapon down, you need to drop it on the ground, and then it would be a full action to pick it up off the ground the next turn. That's kind mm-hmm. of the penalty. Yeah. Uh so what I'm going to do instead is dash closer to my guys around the other boar. Did the other boar attack you? Yeah. They both two two of them did. Yeah, they both did. You get two two opportunity attacks. Not because I killed one. One opportunity. Yeah, one's attack. dead. So just a one opportunity attack. I mean that'd be real impressive though. And I'm assuming a nine does not hit. Because I can also disengage and just go half the distance, but I'll just, it's fine. I take the full dash. I said it, it's done. Yeah. Okay. And then it would be the board. What's your base speed story? 30. Fuck. Okay. He's going to run to catch up to you, and he's just going to have to tusk you. He can't. He's at least 20 feet straight forward to target, and then hits with a tusk attack on the same turn. I can still try to knock you down. Okay. Game on. (laughs) So, yeah, he's going to chase you down, because he is slightly faster than you. 18. Yeah. Three damage. You have to do a strength saving throw as well. See how my plus zero goes. Ten. 
Uh, you were knocked prone. Yeah, I am. Luckily, I didn't take it off from when I put it on. Then it would be Piggy over by Ziggurat. And he is going to try to tusk you. 17? Field. Okay. So he misses. And then it would be Ziggurat's turn. So I kind of like, sh- like, basically deflect it with uh, this physical shield barrier, and then I reach around with my hand and try to grab it and shock and grasp it. Okay. And that would be a fourteen to hit. That is a hit. All right, and it's going to take seven points of damage on that. It's not wearing armor made of metal by chance, no. is it? Okay. Uh, it also, I didn't read this before, it loses its reaction when I get this attack off on it. Being stunned, but not like fully stunned from the shocking grasp. Quill? Yeah. Uh, having thrown that attack out, Quill adjusts and fires again. I hope that this time he's uh, better at this. 23 to hit. Oh, damn. Okay, yeah, that's definitely a hit. Four, three, cold damage. Poor Boris just feeling the whole gamut of weather options and <laughs> in one go. Cold, electricity. <laughs> Should firebolt it next for good measure. And then it is Story's turn. Uh, Story's gonna get up and attack the closest one to me. Which would be the one that just knocked you down. Mm-hmm. We're going to hit it with my dagger again. I'm having fun with my new dagger. 15. That is a hit. For 9 damage. And then, if it's still up, I'm going to disengage and run my last 15 feet. Okay. Towards my guys. Still, like, Trying to get somebody beefier between me and the frickin' boars, and the dragon is with one, and yeah. And we'll say comfortably you make it back to Ziggurat, and where Ziggurat and Quill are. Yeah. And you have, remember this giant boar in the middle, so we'll just skirt around that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and unashamedly hides behind Ziggurat. <laughs> Ziggurat's fine with it. And then boar... That was attacking you. He, being stupid little piddly guy here. So you ran around the boar, right? I did. And I disengaged with the one that was attacking me. All right. So seeing that his buddy is attacking Ziggurat. Ziggurat, you're prone right now, right? Uh, I'm not. No, you got up. And then I shielded on the last attack, so he missed me. Okay. So this one is going to charge you. Okay. Because it's the same round, my AC is still up from shield. So technically the shield is still up. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm guessing that that does not hit you. What was it? It is a nine. Yeah, it's a miss. It would have been a miss, actually, with my normal AC. <laughs> yeah, that would have probably missed everyone. <laughs> okay, and then it is the other boar's turn, which is engaged with you. He's going to try to 
gore you with his tusk. God fucking damn it. Uh, that's an 11. Miss. Okay. And then it goes to Zigrit's turn. Okay. We're going to... Are they both right next to me now? Yes. I'm going to sword burst. So they both have to make a dexterity 14 saving throw. Not their strong suit. They're pigs. You might have noticed that. (laughs) Oh, God, that one failed. So the first one that was attacking story failed. The one that just charged you. And they both fail. Okay, they both take... Wow, I rolled max on that. They both take six damage. As I spin my wand in a circle and these ethereal swords just zing up out of the ground around me and spin around like saw blades real quick. Yeah, you said six damage? Six damage of slashing, I believe. So force damage, actually. Not that that matters in this case. The one that just rolled up on you that tried to charge you is not looking so hot. The one that has been in combat with you staggers for just a second and then raises back up onto its its hooves. Oh, dear. Then we go to Quill. Quill, uh, Quill has a beat on this pig and continues to do what he does best, throwing Ray Frost at it <laughs> poorly for an 11. I assume 11 does not hit. Actually, 11 just hits. Just hits? Oh. Their uh, AC is not great. So, yeah. Whoa. I guess they're boars. They have natural armor. That's it. They are. They're pigs. Uh, for, for five damage. Okay. So, this is the one that you've been attacking. Yep. I continue. <laughs> I have a bead on it. It must be dealt with. Okay, so it already used that, so it is dead. Since it was Ray of Frost, it falls, quivers slightly less jiggly since it's cold and fat hardens a little. Bit of that early morning frost that kind of covers it. Is that all you're going to do? Yep. Sorry? All right, so I'm going to pop out from behind Ziggurat, and I'm going to hit the last one with a crossbow bolt. And it's engaged with something else, right? Yeah, so I th- do you get advantage on that, no? Is that how that works? No, no. but I do get sneak attack because it's engaged. Yeah, yep, yep. yep. I'm mixing two things up. So you have your dagger in one hand and the crossbow... Unless I can't do that. I can't do that. But you're not moving though, right? No, I'm like literally leaning. But it is a it's it's two handed, so I'm gonna have to jump out, hit it, and disengage and go back. But it's engaged with somebody else. So I still get sneak attack. Yeah, you just have to throw your dagger on the ground to do this. No, I'm I'm gonna hop over, hit it with the dagger. Got it's it. still engaged with you, but I still get sneak attack. 21. That's a hit. Nine piercing. Damn it. <laughs> and you stab it, and it's quivery pork belly 
And it's got spill all over the grass. Spill. Story looks at you guys and goes, bacon. More bacon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we'd have to camp out for like the whole day if we want to smoke it and make it preserved, but could do it. Otherwise. Story is actively like bleeding. She's not doing great. She's okay with the idea of just like chilling a day. Yeah, a quill. It's it's not the most perfect solution, but I also could, uh, you know, chilly it up a little bit. Oh, sure, sure. I mean, at least we have a fire going. Basically, I just put my tent over it, make a little smokehouse. Yeah, kick in on my tent, make sure, you know, use a little crossbite in there to make sure my tent doesn't burn down. Just monitor it all day. I don't won't get a rest myself, but at least perhaps get a few pounds of rations. I mean, alternatively, we could collect what we want from one of them and leave the rest for nature to reclaim. Uh, that's fair too. Nature's got to eat. Take a little short rest. Are we near anything? Where? I think we're in the middle. No, you're kind of out in the middle of no man's land. Okay. I think we just got past the crossroads and got back on the main road, and that was pretty yeah. much it. So there's not even, like, a village nearby to go give meat to. Okay. I can bring it up on the map if you guys want, but uh, let's see. 60 miles, you went for four days, so 60. So you would be about halfway to Ragoon on the high road. That sounds about right. Yeah. And you're just on the edge of uh, this. I can show you guys. That'd be easier. Dagobahn. And there's Ragoon. And if you look at our 60 miles here, so one, two, because you would travel roughly, what do we say, 30 miles a day on foot? Yeah. I think So yeah, you'd be about in here. So right on the edge okay. of the hills, and this is our kind of grassy area, and the river follows just like two, three miles off the, the high road. Yeah, that story's up for whatever, but, you know, smoked meat is smoked meat. Um, well, we take a short rest. We won't be able to smoke the meat, but at least have a good meal. Uh, leave the rest for the nature and continue on our way. I mean, honestly, I could probably find meet every day like this if we need to. I will say we uh we could probably should move the other ones if we don't want to keep them away a bit. Sure. Wouldn't want to attract anything larger. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um you cook the meat and I'll carry out the corpses about mm. uh story's gonna write down wouldn't cooking the meat attract something anyway? Perhaps, but... So we could just have the bodies over here. And then what we want cooking. And then hopefully whatever it is will go to the easy bodies. I'll take it about 200 yards away. And uh, skin it out there. So we at least take the, the skins with us. I can try to cure it on the way to the next town. Story's going to limp over to her her tent. 
instead of a short rest, I'm going to spend the time skinning the, the boars and kind of sectioning off meat and cooking and stuff. So I'll skip my short rest. Stora's going to go lay down, taking her short rest. Yeah, uh, Quill will ritual cast out our friendly unseen servant and have him start doing stuff. Why are you so popular? We all know why. <laughs> we don't need to. We don't need to discuss that. Uh, so, rich cast unseen servant. Command them to get processing this stuff and setting it up a nice long grill. Just kind of chilling. Similarly, you hear snoring. <laughs> she got beat up. Yeah. <laughs> Between the smell of freshly smoked bacon and the breeze kind of billowing through the tall grass, uh, it's actually kind of a calm, picturesque day. And you guys are going to stay here for the day as you process this pork? About a, about an hour or so, I think, is what a short rest is. Okay. Right? So you use an hour. And yeah, Ziggurat's going to forego that while I harvest the, or I skin the, the boars. You want me to roll a survival check on the skinning? Uh, Yeah. Why don't you? There's, what, four boars? Do you want me to do four different checks or just one for all of them? Just do one. No reason to bog down the, the story with that. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, 14 then. Okay. Are you kidding? These four boar hides are going to be what put a, puts us over the edge for the big bat. You, you, you put respect on their names. Assuming we're pretty close to Ragoon or closer, I'm hoping that we can kind of preserve the hide before we get there and sell it just just for some money, but knowing it's not tanned, at least get us to the next town. Okay. I, I would imagine you probably want to scrape it and stuff like that before you uh, yeah uh, bed down for the night. But mm-hmm. get as best I can. It's It's got no gore and no fat or anything on it. It's just the untanned leather, basically. All right. Cool beans. So we're going to get right back on the road after our short rest. We we killed these four pigs. Steve just writes down in the edge column of his notes, add big pig to enemy table. <laughs> the rest of the day goes uneventfully. And you're just going to work on those hides. Anybody else going to do anything in downtime? Through the day, I'm still going to be teaching them as much sign language as I can. I'm going to be super hyped about Ziggurat's new spell thing that he used. Yeah, the shock and grasp and the frostbite. You would have seen him do shield, too, today. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, story's like all over. Celebrate that. She did see shield before when she threw a knife at me. (laughs) That's also true. Yes, but she didn't know she could do magic then. This is true. I, I think when we're going along the road, Ziggurat will kind of take some time and explain how magic works from him, from his perspective, and like how these spells work for him. He explains like how he uses an arcane focus on how some of the spells he'd use needs materials, but this particular wand is imbued with like extra magic that replaces a lot of those materials. Just things like that just explains a lot of the basics from a innate magic user perspective and then now i can use shield hey that's gonna be helpful for such a squishy party right (laughs) it is 
And and since Ziggert's taking up magic training lessons today, uh, that gives Quill time to basically continue training Rava to Ratatouille him around. And then are you going to spend any more time like working on your spell book too? Quill still hasn't really hasn't taken that book out. Probably at this point, I would say Ziggret and Story have seen him pull it from his pack, but not open it. Okay. When when he ritual casts, he probably still pulls the book out, but he leaves it closed because he has those spells still prepared. Okay. Coolio. So that evening goes by, you guys kind of make it into the forest and as you're proceeding down the high road towards Rangoon, these kind of expansive fields off to the south and east of the road give way into these thicker, older forests. And then you can still see the mountains rising up off in the distance through the trees. The further you go towards the end of the day, the forest just seems to get thicker and thicker until the trees are tall enough and the canopy thick enough that you can't really see the mountaintops anymore. And then I'm assuming you guys camp down for the night at some point. Yeah, when it gets darker, we'll do our normal rigmarole. I think at this point we're pretty, I would assume, not to speak for everybody, but I assume we're kind of in a pattern on who does when and trap goes down, quills first, story second, zigger third. Once we reach this this kind of area, is so the forest is it on both yeah, sides? The forest of us? has kind of swallowed you up at this point. So we're like on a path in the woods. Yes, and it's very hilly terrain. The path kind of goes between these rolling hills, and you just see this forest is rolling up the hills. But again, very old trees. A lot of them are packed together. There's little areas that are really dense brush. But this path is, for all intents and purposes, it's actually a fairly neat path. It's not like between Dolgoban and Fort Hightower, where it was kind of in this state of disrepair. As you're going along, it's it's not like paved or anything, but it's certainly more worn. And there's not like huge ruts and things like that, like you saw between Hightower and Dolgoban. Probably, probably at the point at which there's no longer a breeze. Because, I mean, as we enter this forest, the wind is going to cut out a lot. True. Quill will, Quill will probably definitely take notice of that first. And in a moment of like wondering what's going on, why there's no longer a breeze, will uh, shunt his sight into Rava and probably for the first time ever see an actual forest. And just, um, where where are we? We're on the Royal Highway. It's pretty dense woods in here. Um, it's quiet, right? A lot of dense trees around here that really soak up a lot of the sounds. It you it you feel like I feel the forest as much as I can see it. I, I've I've never. I've never, I have seen trees, but nothing like this. It's a, it's an ecosystem here. It, it like at the roots of mountains, you see this. It's like 
vegetation both flourishing and fighting to survive. It's it's beautiful. Why? It dangerous too. Be on be on your best. Thank you. Yes. And and probably for a significant period of time Quill Quill will stay in Rava's site just to kind of take things in before we bed down for the night. Yeah, that first uh night in the woods goes pretty uneventfully. Wearies during the day, it's fairly quiet. There's songbirds and things like that. During the night, it's it's fairly still. Before we bed down, I want to just take a second, and it, I don't want it to be like a lengthy conversation, but it's just kind of kind of sitting in the quiet and after having a conversation about the forest with Quill, Ziggert's going to say, um, I've been around wizards before. And please, I don't mean any offense. I'm more curious than anything. Most wizards use more than one spell. Um, I don't know a lot of spells compared to a wizard, but I mean, everybody's got their preferences. It just seems. How did your training go? Mm-hmm. To put it bluntly, not. Not well. I it was an accident, and Quill probably touches his face. Uh, things things happened. Uh, uh, but my training was incomplete. Uh, but I went back home, and thanks to someone close to my family, I decided to strike out. You're you're right. I I'm kind of functioning on what what I know, and even then, I there are some things in my repertoire currently that I am un unwilling to to use for reasons. And Quill Quill will pull out his spellbook, and on top of that, I. I was not kind in the aftermath to to something that I should have treated better. I, I took a brief time to look at it, but there's, there's a lot tangled up in it. Yeah. And Quill will run a paw over the cover of it and hesitantly reach the book out to Ziggurat. Is it okay? May I? You seem... You seem less uh, interested in the things my parents would take away from it. I, I think it's much better that someone like you see this than someone like them. It is, it's curious, right? Uh, and that Ziggert kind of pages through it a little bit, um, kind of inspecting the, the book himself and taking a look at the spells and eyeing them over. It, out of curiosity, like comparing what a wizard's knowledge might look like to his own knowledge. So, there, Especially because of the way Quill was raised, there would be the way the arcane symbols and materials, like the materials would be the same 
And those would probably be in, in like a common script. Some of it would be in Draconic, which you know. And then a lot of the arcane scripting around the spellbook on different spells would be very personalized. Like there would be commonalities that you would understand, but it would seem like the motions and the motions that you've seen Quill do are very particular to him. Probably, especially because Ziggurat specifically uses a wand and a lot of those motions are tied in with that. Is it, Steve, possible for me to do an arcana check? It, it is something that I'm proficient in. Like, Ziggurat is definitely mm-hmm. studied in the arcane arts, not just... I mean, he is... Oh, oh my god. By the way, s- Story is there. She's just being real quiet so she can hear everything. It was a natural 20, and I almost said natural 20, and then it went five <laughs> seriously if i ever meet the programmer i'm gonna go kick him in the shin so i'm guessing that i'm looking through it and just am probably need to familiarize myself more with it things look familiar but at the same time odd and you you will quickly come to a section of the book that is obviously clawed through there will be pages that had things on them that are now in tatters uh, ink splashed on them i kind of get to that part and i just put my hand on the book and i don't really say anything i just say thanks mate i appreciate you trusting me look obviously stories learning i'm learning it's okay for you to learn too we're here for you. I just hand it back. Now, I, I want to take the narrative reins away from Steve, but I, I as a player, desperately want to learn more spells. Um, um, story. You feel she casts a mage hand and 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 pats you on the head. <laughs> Quill. It's very nice. Yeah, as you're handing the book back, uh, a page falls out. And it looks newer than it should. Pick it up. And it is, like, you've looked through the book. It is definitely not in Quill's handwriting. Yeah. I, um, just feel that. Is, I'm not sure what it is. Uh, let, me, let me get a glimpse and pop into Rava's vision and look at it and... Story probably isn't sure of uh, of whether it was her being kind and patting him on the head or this this sudden picture of the book, but uh, Quill starts crying, and it's it's probably like very soft at first, but then like even through the the bandages over his eyes, the tear stains well up, and he he lets out a long, heavy, heavy kind of sob. And then laughs. Very, very awkwardly comes over and, and hugs you, and it's still like petting you on the head. <laughs> uh, I think Ziggurat might uh, I'm, say no if this is presumptuous, but Ziggurat might notice this a little more plainly and say, might there's new spells in this paper. She, uh, she left me more than she said. That old, that old stupid cat. 
I don't really deserve her, do I? Phil will kind of stuff this page back in there very, very delicately. Well, I'm going down for the night. Have some time. I've got a lot of things to look over. Thank you, both of you. Mm. Good night. Night. Gives you another hug. How far can Mage Hand be? 30 feet. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to guess that the tents are all within range. So she goes to bed, but Mage Hand is still. Paul's <laughs> probably going to spend a lot of his time uh, watching over the camp, staring at this this page and probably the rest of it. Like, there is still that overwhelming urge to like, just being in awe of being in a forest of this scale. And so he'll kind of like go over and just touch trees and just explore a little bit, not doing going too far from the camp, but just in our general area that we're camped out in just for the first time ever, actually touching actual nature that's not a desiccated wasteland or a cold mountaintop. After a minute, the hand goes away. (laughs) Followed by a slight whistle, rhythmic whistle. (laughs) Your watch ends. I'm assuming you just being in awe, you maybe take a little bit longer watch than you would normally take. Yeah. Stories, watch. I'm assuming you're doing the same rotation as you have been. Yeah. And she's, you know, paying attention and writing a letter. Zigrit, as you rise and you're kind of going about your usual early, early dawn routine. Out the corner of your eye, you catch a glimpse of this ethereal light glimmering out in the forest for just a split second. And go ahead, do a perception check for me. 18. What you catch a glimpse of, it appears to be some sort of deer-like creature, but it's almost iridescent and pale in color. And it's gradually making its way through the trees, but it doesn't seem to be rustling any of the leaves underneath it. It approaches camp. And without any kind of sound or noise, and you don't seem to get any feeling of ill intent from it. Mm -hmm. It begins walking towards you and it extends its neck out towards you and puts its head down to your hand. Hold my hand back for a second and just kind of wait. Put my hand closely. Try to touch it on the nose where it's leaning towards me. As you do, it lifts its nose up just a little bit. And that's where we're going to end for the night. That was a good episode, huh? (laughs) Beautiful. I love that episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Man, that's the most damage I've ever <laughs> taken. I don't I don't like it. Look at us killing pigs and then having strong narrative bonds. 
before we like do our chit chat afterward, let's close things out here. Thank you for coming out to listen in and really appreciate all of the love. You know who you're you know who we're talking about. And if you really enjoyed the story so far, make sure that you like, follow, subscribe here on Twitch or anywhere else that you're listening and or watching this episode. Make sure you tell your friends about In Absentia and share and spread the good word because Uber Geek Media in general, we're trying to grow. We're trying to expand our reach so we can continue to bring new and great content. We're actually hopefully going to be expanding into some more shows down the line here. What? Those totally already recorded shows? Those ones? The ones that we don't need to record still? Those well, ones? I mean, some of the stuff is Patreon or subscriber only stuff that we actually have recorded a good chunk of. Ooh. We are planning on bringing a whole second show. It's going to be much more, how do I put it, episodic, maybe? Just, it's, it's going to be spaced more. That's what I'm trying to say. Right? I'm looking at John episodic whoa what i mean i'm how do i it's it's not going to be a weekly show no yeah that's the best way to put it. it's going to be more long-form content but less often there you go yeah it's going to be more meaty less frequently because when you have something super meaty sometimes it's too rich you can't just you can't you can't get that every week or are you just going to explode right on that note Find In Absentia wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you follow us here on Twitch. Follow us on social media. Stay tuned for more great content for Uber Geek Media. I'm Steve, the GM. This is Mark. Hi, I'm Mark. I've been Sigrid, the Dragonborn Sorcerer, and you can find me here every week. And Anne. Hi, I'm Anne. You can sometimes find me as the Crafty Heathen on all your socials, but... Mostly, I'm here playing the Kenku Rogue story. And John. I can be found on Twitter at Seasonal Bard. And I was Quill, the Tabaxi Wizard. Coolio. All right. And then, do we want to keep rolling on Twitch for the post game? We can do that, yeah, if we want. Yeah, I don't care. We can. It's fine. We Good. can kind of roll into a. So that was a great episode. I had a lot of fun with that. We had some action and some drama and some really great character building between the party. That was great. I loved it. It really set the tone for us kind of growing as a party.